0: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon on a Friday, straight up 10 o'clock on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460KX and 0106.3 on the FM dial. It's Trent Condon and Ken Miller. And we're going to spend the next couple of hours with you. Hope you can find some time to do so uh, with us. BMW of Des Moines, uh, they sponsor our daily guest list. And today it looks like this. Only one guest in the first hour of the program. At the bottom of the hour, we will be joined by our friend. Brian. Brian Arilco, the director of gaming from the Iowa Racing and Gaming Commission. Yes, Iowa has done it again. They have moved that bar upward as far as sports wagering in our state after a dip in the month of February. Uh, Folks replenished their bankrolls and came out firing in the month of March and set a record $161 million, uh, 161.4 to be exact, uh, was wagered, breaking January's record, which was just shy of $150 million. Uh, The state collects $908,000 in taxes for the month, so a good month for the state of Iowa as they replenished the general fund, Uh, and hopefully it was a good month for the sports bettors out there. There. William Hill, by the way, Trent Condon, mm-hmm. has uh, reclaimed their crown after losing it temporarily to our friends at DraftKings and Bet Rivers. Uh, William Hill did 43.7 million of the 161 wagered, which was exactly what DraftKings and Bet Rivers combined to do. Uh-huh. So standalone William Hill back on top, 31% of the online total. So Brian Arilko will join us. Will discuss that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see if there's any legislative um, endeavors, is that what you would call them, yeah, going probably. forward in yeah. the state? I guess the big one that I think a lot of folks want to know, and there's been nothing. Where are we? Is it the 8th or the 9th? It is the 9th today. 9th of uh, 9th of April. Three weeks from last night, the NFL draft is, is start, would have started. That's how your whole spring works, isn't so, it? Well, In some respects. <laughs> but my point being is, one of the things that we thought was going to be on the table was going to be the ability in Iowa to wager on the NFL draft. I don't think that's happening. I, with the, with it this being this late in yeah. the process, that was my point. I don't think it is either.
1: I think a bigger deal for a lot of people would be online gaming, as in mm-hmm. being able to play blackjack. Yeah, I don't think that's happening either. Playing poker, those uh-huh. kind of things. I think that would be ultimately a bigger deal. Oh, and sure. Money-wise, for sure. Yeah. And I don't think we're close to that. I don't either. Is that more than likely maybe even legislation that 2022 is kind of best case scenario. Well, well, ask Brian, if that's Brian. Yeah, I don't realistic. know the
0: answer, Trent. I'm, I I really don't know. So yeah, we'll find out from him um, at the at the bottom of the hour. We'll do some. Sports wagering conversation uh, with Brian Arilco. In the 11 o'clock hour, we will do Iowa State first with our friend Dave Sprout from KASI uh, in Ames, 1430 on the AM dial, our sister station in Ames, part of the Iowa iHeart umbrella. And then Tom Cakert will join us at 1125 before we give four of our listeners an opportunity to win some Claxons barbecue. Again, the rules in place for this since the calendar has turned to 2021 not only can only win once a month, but but you're only eligible to play once a month. Uh, So if you play and you don't win, you can't come back for another month. We'll get four of you in here, and I'll give you a little tip. Uh, I don't think we've ever included the Frozen Four final, but this week we are going to.
1: So do your research.
0: Yes, I I will tell you now. It is UMass and St. Cloud State who will play tomorrow. What did you say, 6 o'clock puck drop? 6 o'clock, yes. And who has it, ESPN? think so but i'm not positive on that front uh but the so anyways regardless of where it will air it will be played tomorrow and we'll make that part of the Claxons uh, giveaway uh coming up here at about eleven forty-five. so some really good baseball from yesterday both chicago teams your twins are are um, you're getting extremely well-pitched games from your starters mm-hmm. hitting the baseball let's start with brian buxton and what might be, Trent? And and might this be the year? And you hate to say it, right? Yeah, right? And I know you don't even want to talk about it. Let's not go you down that think route. Going but, to jinx it? But there's no such thing as jinxes. Right? I don't think so. I don't. Although when the eh, I don't want to get into it. Yeah. So um, this is he is now 27,
1: mm-hmm. which is kind of crazy to think it about. It is. And yeah. You know
0: what? If you would have if you would have told me, I hey, give ten bucks. How was Brian Buxton? I will bet you won't get it. I would have said 25. Yeah. So. I thought he was young.
1: He's getting up there. He's been around for a very long time. Uh-huh. This was the top prospect in baseball for a number Jeez. of years. And he looked like he was on the path. Now, the old regime, it was using the speed. Using mm-hmm. the speed, hit the ball on the ground, mm-hmm. get on base, and, and that's the route. We've seen these glimpses. When healthy, and that's the always the big caveat.
0: I'm pulling up his uh, his stats to see how many games he's played to back up your point. When healthy. When healthy. Right. But the, the bursts are there. Power,
1: speed combination, mm-hmm. and the best defender in baseball. You can make the case, Trent. You can make the case. He's that good. He mm-hmm. carries, covers that much ground, and basically any statistical measure. There are a couple of guys. Kiermaier, for a number of years, was right there mm-hmm. with him, and a few others in center field. But just Pilar the, was good in his prime. Yep, the amount of ground that he covers, and watching it game in and game out, it's absolutely incredible. But... They also, finally, the regime, the new group that has come through, starting, of course, with the front office and now the coaching staff, and being the player that he really is, which is a guy that is gap to gap. He's not a single-sitter. He's not a slappy. And most importantly, he gained 25 pounds this offseason. And you can say that you certainly can see it. I mean, You can see it through his shoulders and in his neck. He is noticeably thicker Uh in that direction. But for a guy that has had so many injuries and has tried so many different things to alleviate that, maybe it's as simple as this, putting some more muscle on that guy, putting more muscle on his frame. Well, it's working. Maybe it'll be a tick off in in terms of the speed, but you get the power that goes along with it, and you're seeing that in waves right now. This guy has always had the ability to not just be an all-star. But to be the best player in the game, he
0: has that kind of talent. If he does become, on if he does make himself part of that list, can the, will will the Twins not? Can they? Because they could, mm-hmm. but will they uh, take the necessary steps to make sure he remains a Twin? I I, I think so. Good. Yeah.
1: He he is still, even with all the frustrations that have been there throughout mm-hmm. his career.
0: Now let me so I'll run this by. You. Do you know when he came up? Was he? Did he make the club out of spring training? The reason I ask, he played 46 games in his rookie year. Mm -hmm. Followed that up with 92. A career high in 2017. He played 140 games and had 511 played appearances. But then after that, he fell off the cliff. 2018, played 28 games. 2019, 87 games. Um, Shortened season last year, he played 39 of the 60. And so far, he's played every one of them this year. So he misses a ton of games and that's been the knock on him that he just for whatever reason can't stay healthy. I mean, we not not at his expense, but you know, we kind of per- periodically when we're talking about the twins mm-hmm. when you know some of and some of the most bizarre injuries too. Yeah. Uh, just the way he's done it. Well, it happened this spring.
1: He was eating a steak <laughs> and he sat out a couple of days cuz right. he chipped his to- tooth and he had to get a root canal. Right. <laughs> He was eating a steak. Yeah, this is Byron Buxton. He wasn't this... running eating
0: a steak. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> he was sitting at the table, seated at the table. <laughs> Unbelievable! Uh, he's so gifted, Trent. He's so gifted. This team, this this is a really good baseball team. And there was, you know, I was pardon. I was buying it for a while that the White Sox and the Twins, and they still very well made. And I hope they do mm-hmm. uh, entertain us right through to the very end. Boy the White Sox speaking of them Lance Lynn yesterday what a performance out of this kid not a kid anymore by, no. by any means uh, he uh, struck out 11 goes the distance pitched how many throw how many pitches 110 something i don't know if he broke on 111 111 and struck out 11 79 of them though for strikes unbelievable and, and good for
1: him talk they, about they, a guy that is completely reinvented oh, himself Trent. late in his career too yes. it looked like it was over it did I mean, one of those years in Minnesota uh-huh. he was awful And he was a jerk too, was he? Yeah, and he went down. Is he still? Do you know? I I think it was just happy. It was a bad year. Okay, it was the year. Remember, the Twins signed him in like middle of March. Mm -hmm. He was part of that group when I think we can all remember and understand there was collusion going on in Major League Baseball from the owner side. There were so many free agents that were not signed that Mm -hmm. year. I don't think it's a stretch to speculate that that's what was happening at that time. He came in, didn't have time to get ready. And he was working out, of course, on his own. But it's just different. It, it is. He was bad all season. And he was certainly because of it. And yep. in a way you can understand it, right? Mm-hmm. You thought at that point in your career, you're probably getting a nice four or five year deal, your last. And that wasn't out there. And then he goes somewhere and he had to sign a one year deal. And you're terrible during it. You right. think that big payday is never coming. Yeah. But he went down to Texas. He pitched incredibly well. Was not an easy place to pitch no. either. And, and a bad team behind him. Right. And he was able to do that. I I thought it was over for him. So good for him. I hate to see in the jersey that he's doing it in. but yeah. it, And these kind of stories continue to pop up in baseball.
0: Isn't it wild? It is. It, it's a such a crazy sport. It's uh, one of the reasons we love it. So was that the biggest pitching story in the city of – well, the, the Cubs are on the road, but you get my point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Craig Kimball, um, a five-out five save yesterday. Craig Kimball. <laughs> and um, looked – Trent, he looked he looked unhittable. Looked He's like looked unhittable all old season Craig long. Kimbr-
1: yes. The guy from five years ago. Right. Looked like twenty sixteen. Boston Kimbrough. Red Sox Greg yeah. Kimbrell.
0: Right. Um I, I and he wasn't good in the spring. He wasn't. <laughs> no. And he just that was the biggest, I think was that the biggest concern coming into the year with this team? Yeah, the rotation. They you know, once it came together. Uh, with Williams and Davies and, of course, Arietta signed relatively late. You knew Hendricks wasn't going anywhere. Didn't know who the five was going to be. The bullpen was a bunch of, I shouldn't say quadruple A. They're better than that. But Kimbrell's a can of gas. I mean, we called him Rod Beck, and deservedly so. And not good Rod man, Beck oh either.
1: Man, right. The end of the line. They're
0: on fire, Rod right. Beck. right. Um, it wasn't a, a term of endearment no, that you no. could have used early in the career with Shooter. Right. Rod Beck, uh, Rod Beck, San Francisco Rod Beck, when he was really good. But man, oh man, Craig Kimbrell has been terrific. And maybe the biggest story of the day yesterday for the, twi- uh, for the Cubs, that was good. Uh, Kimbrel was terrific, and he's been terrific all season long. But the offense hasn't. Mm-hmm. The offense has been putrid. But they came to life yesterday, and the guys that need to come to life did so with what, Rizzo. Four, four different guys had... More than a hit, and three went. Three went yard. Uh, Bryant, Rizzo, and Baez all hit home runs yesterday mm-hmm. in that baseball game. Right in the middle of the order, which is perfect. You know, the three, three of the four walk guys, Contreras being the other one. Um, there, there been no offense. Yeah, it's the Pirates, but I don't care. They could hit triple A pitching. They still only scored four
1: because uh-huh. we're we're talking about solo shots <laughs> right. for the most part, and I I don't want to be flipping about that, but I still I watch this team. I don't think they're very good. And the story with what we talked about with Kimbrell. Is this more, let's get this guy right, let's get him some numbers and then Uh we can ship him off? Wow, I never thought of that. And Chris Bryant, we know the Cubs are not re-signing Chris Bryant. I
0: I, I think Chris Bryant, well, I'd be be surprised if Chris Bryant is a Cub uh, when the calendar turns to August. I would. I think they have to do, they're not going to re-sign him. It's July 15th and they're... Eight games under five hundred. Because I, I and if they are, there'll be three teams in front of a minimum. I don't know if the Reds are coming back to the right, pack. Right, I think they are, but you know the Cardinals. And by the way, what a what a dramatic home run yesterday by Arnato, What a dramatic shot. Tied one one. Eighth inning. Boom. First home run as a Cardinal. Would have been well. Of course, it would have been Ken. Every every ballpark, would have been great to be packed, and they <laughs> would have been. But for the Cardinals to have Opening Day, and it means something in St. Louis. It yes. means something in the other at uh, twenty nine teams as well. But St. Louis does it right. You know, they bring the cars out, and all the players get out of them, and you know, you don't have to go back too many years. Well, I guess you do now to Ozzy Smith in the backflip, mm-hmm. and you know everything that goes along with Opening Day at Bush. But what a moment for Arenado yesterday. So back to your question: If they're eight games out. They'll be looking up at the Brew Crew. They'll be looking up at the Red Redbirds and maybe the Cincinnati Reds. So, yes, so, yeah. It, if you've got three teams in front of you and you're, air quote, only eight games out, yeah.
1: If that this scenario plays out, and again, I I get it. If you're a Cubs fan listening right now, it's probably pissing you off. You're like, hey, we're, let's see how this plays out. I get it. But with the veterans that you have, the rebuilding process that it's going to take, they're a big market team, but we've seen mm-hmm. the way that they have spent money, and it's not been good you're the last year plus. Would people be fine with them selling off Bryant, not knowing, knowing that he's not coming back, selling off? You may, you
0: may as well get something for him, Trent. That's how I look at
1: it, and I just don't know what you can get.
0: Well, I, you know what, if you were to go back and you were to pull Cubs fans after the 2016 series, and what's the seal? What would you feel comfortable with, Cub fan, paying Chris Bryant to remain a Cub? And whatever that number was, it's not even half of that now. Yeah. Because he's not the same player. He hasn't put up the same number. You have to get Rizzo done. I I think think so. I think that's the...
2: That him that the and, most him and Javier
0: Baez are the two. You can argue, I think, both sides mm-hmm. of that one. Because Baez is so dynamic in the field, and mm-hmm. he's such a fun player to watch. Yes. And, you know, with the tags and with the bat and how hard he swings and how he throws the ball to Rizzo at first base. Um, you know, I mean, he made a play yesterday when he goes to his left out behind second base and contorts his body. And just through an absolute strike. uh, No doubt about it, got the runner by a step. But not a lot of shortstops make that play. He's worth the price of admission. But it's those two. You know, Contreras is a nice part. He's a nice part, and he's been a big piece of that team. But I think if you were to, if you had to, if you could only keep two, I think overwhelmingly, Mm -hmm. let's keep the first baseman, let's keep the shortstop, move on from the catcher and the third baseman.
1: I think Chris Bryant's damaged goods. Uh, that, yeah. that that shoulder, mm-hmm. he has some versatility. You know, you look at his career numbers, and while well, they're excellent, but the guy we've seen the last couple of years, mm-hmm. that's not the same guy. Can he still become? Is he still an above average third baseman? <sighs> top twelve in the league? I would,
0: yeah,
1: I would think. How yeah. much high? Top ten? No, I don't know. I mean, certainly, certainly not, not top eight.
0: Of, I think he's the middle of the pack. Yeah. That's
1: what you're getting. And And, you you
0: thought that this guy was going to walk off the field and head straight to Cooperstown. Yeah, eight
1: years, $300 million. Uh Sign
0: up. Right? One of the greatest players to ever play the game. And and he's going to be a Cub for life. How tickled pink were you at that time? Now there's no way in hell. No way in hell. Uh, Let's talk about the. um, And I'm not sure. I'm sure you've seen it. um, The Mets and the Marlins, the ending to that game, Michael Conforto. (laughs) Yeah. Trent, if they're going to bring replay into the game of baseball, go all the way. Don't just dip your toe into the water. I mean, if you, if you, if you don't know what we're talking about. So the uh, the Marlins go into the ninth inning with the lead. Mets tie it up. I think it was McNeil that hits a, hits a home run, 2-2. Mets load the bases again. A 1-2 count, two out, to Michael Conforto, who's fooled by the pitch. Mm-hmm. I mean, the pitch goes right down the heart of the plate, And he doesn't swing. And Ron Culpa, who's behind the plate, is about to ring him up when he, something in his brain told him that he, maybe he heard the ball. That would be my guess. Yes. Heard the ball hitting the elbow protector. Brushing. (laughs) Not hitting, brushing the elbow protector. And Conforto, absolutely, no doubt about it. You can't look at it and see it any other way. I'm that positive. Leaned into the pitch. You're not allowed to do that. That's cheating. Or is it gamesmanship? It's gamesmanship. (laughs) Right, but it's still cheating at the end of the day because he's breaking a rule. But the gamesmanship paid off yesterday because Culpa, instead of ringing him up and going to extra innings, hit by pitch, walk off, hit by pitch. Go to replay. And you can't go to replay. Not for this. You cannot go to replay for this. But why not? Why not? Does it slow the game down too much? But that's the it's the it's the game ending now, I get it. What why, why could if you're gonna do it in the final inning of the game, mm-hmm. why can't you do it in the third? Yeah. Right? And that is a difficult call. Think of where the umpire is. Yeah. Think think of what he is looking at. Look right. at how he is trying right. to navigate that. He's three that. feet from it. Now, he might have had a catcher's head uh-huh. in, in his way, yep. but he, I'm with you. I think he clearly, about to ring him up because he saw a strike. It was. And absolutely was. It was right down the heart of the plate. But then something in his brain went, I heard a sound. I heard that. Yeah. A- and, and not a hit. He heard a brush. I have Umpired.
1: I have umpired. You'll do anything for money. Obviously. Oh, yeah. This was back in college. Loved it. I enjoyed umpiring. I didn't enjoy getting yelled at, but I enjoyed the actual being there in the you know. game and being that close. And there are those moments, those things that you hear, and the hit-by-pitch is a big part of that, and that's what you're hearing for. You're also listening when you're out on the bases, and that bang-bang play at first mm-hmm. base you're not, it's not just what you see with your eyes, it's also what no, you hear. First base with
0: first base, first base umpire, he's looking at the bag and he's listening for the sound of the mm-hmm. ball hitting glove.
1: That is a big part
0: uh-huh. of it here. And, and I'm, with almost certainty,
1: I'm going to say that was the reason that it happened. I'm, I'm with you. Now you have three people in the field,
0: though, mm-hmm. that are supposed to help you. Mm-hmm. And
1: that is a very difficult call. Where were they?
0: Well, tough for the first base umpire because you yep. have got a left-handed batter in the batter's box. Mm-hmm. Second base umpire, that's, you know, you're a your distance away.
1: But he's the one that has, in my estimation, the best view of actually the leaning over the plate. Mm-hmm. The, for, the,
0: for that aspect, absolutely. The flip, because the ball... Flipping real, the elbow out. Right. The ball never moved. I mean, for the most part. I mean, yeah. it hit, hit the catcher's glove. Mm-hmm. It was just like a... Like a foul
1: tip, for all intents and purposes, where it just changes trajectory barely, so slightly. Barely. Yeah. Barely. But if you have
0: replay in the game, don't just go halfway. That, that's that got to be a reviewable play. I know it's the Mets, and it's the Marlins, and it's week one of the baseball season. But for God's sakes, get it right. And you have an opportunity to get it right. Yeah, and... Uh, and I don't know. Uh, Give us the latest uh, from what you've heard. I know that uh, we both do. We both want Liam Robbins to be a Hawkeye. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that would be terrific if um, you know he's Luca's replacement. They had a couple of battles this year. We all, if you watch Big Ten basketball, you watch Liam Robbins play for that Gophers team this year, and he got better as the year went on. When he left Drake, I think there was a lot of. What's he going to do in Minnesota? What's he yeah. going to play? 10, 12 minutes a game? He'd have been better playing on Forest Avenue. And he would have got more minutes, maybe. But but at the end trend, he played a ton of basketball and got better as the year went on. By a long ways, he's still got room to improve, I think. Uh, he's stepping back and being. Uh, he's, he's he's starting to make those threes. He's got a little range to his game. And he's a, a disruptor under the basket. I hope he becomes a hawk. What are the chances? <laughs> I think it is
1: basically 50-50 at this point. What's the latest with his uncle? His uncle, for all intents and purposes, I don't know if a contract has been signed, but everybody believes he is going to become an assistant coach at Vanderbilt, working for Jerry Stackhouse Mm -hmm. with Vandy. This is a private institution, does things a little different way in terms of getting contracts for assistance. So this is... A lot of people believe this. This is done, but it cannot be announced because of the rules in place with what, the university. Do you have to post the job for a couple yes, of weeks? Is that yes. it? Okay, it's one of those kind of deals, mm-hmm. and, and a certain amount of candidates need to be interviewed, et cetera, et cetera. So, Will
0: Stackhouse take him without his nephew? Yes, yes. That that is
1: something that yes. okay. So this isn't a two for one right deal. I would be very surprised if Conroy is not an assistant at Vanderbilt. Okay. But Iowa is still in good running. This is not an automatic. Uh, there are people, including, I believe, his mom, that would like him to play at mm-hmm. Iowa. After watching Son be a few hours away, right. having him be an hour away sure. would be very nice. Uh-huh. Um, his major is a part of it. He's a business guy. I think you can find majors pretty much anywhere. But Vanderbilt's a very highly prestigious academic place. Uh-huh. And I think that also weighs on it, too. The angle, though, that I've heard that Stackhouse and Vanderbilt are selling the most... Is Jerry Stackhouse played the league in the NBA for a very long time, <laughs> yeah. and okay. Okay. those connections are something you're going to sell. You you can't say eh, yeah. You're the guy that was no, trying to sell. No, tell I us that Saunders was going to yeah. get everybody in no, Minnesota. I, I'm
0: with you. I'm with you. That go, go That matters to kids more so. It does. Yes. To high school kids.
1: Yes, this is going to. But this matters in, in recruiting. Mm-hmm. Look, if he goes out and he's an All American, Iowa. Guess what. They'll find you. Yeah, they're going (laughs) to find you. It's going to be okay. You'll be an All-American anywhere. They're going to find you. But that's what Stackhouse is. His camp is selling at Vanderbilt right now. I think it is a two-team race, though. From everything I've heard, Uh it is down to Iowa or Vandy for his services. Does the
0: conference mean affiliation mean anything to him? I mean, he played in the Big Ten. He knows the Big Ten. Boy, mm-hmm. though by the way, Illinois is just getting gutted. Brashaunis yeah. is the latest to uh, leave. He's, I mean, going- he's he's done. He's he's not. He's signing with an agent now. He's not going to the NBA. No, no. But he's he, he's going to he's going to make some money next year. That's what he said. And by the way, you you were off on Wednesday. Um, Cappy was on, mm-hmm. and and Cappy knows way more about international basketball than a lot of people because he was I mean, he's part of the game. I mean, he's a former assistant coach, right? Um, he 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 shared the fact that money in Europe over this last year or two is nowhere near what it once was. Oh, really? And I don't know if that's all pandemic related, mm-hmm. or I'm sure that has something to do with it. But the the thought that you know you're just gonna you're gonna leave your college and yeah you're gonna go make some money playing over in Europe, or whether it be wherever, right? That pool of money, what it once was, apparently, is not what what uh, how it currently sits. So. If I'm Liam Robbins, I know the conference. SEC, Big Ten. I think there's more big men in the Big Ten. It certainly has been over the last couple of years. A
1: graduate degree at Vanderbilt, though, it's pretty. Tall. It's pretty. Uh, it's
0: pretty shiny. Yeah, that's pretty shiny.
1: That's a great academic uh-huh. institution. It is. It is. And living in Nashville, that's a lot of fun. <laughs> that's not bad. Yeah, I mean, you, you... there's some pros. There's, yeah, there's pros and cons for both sides. And you've lived in. I hope mom gets her way. Davenport, Des Moines, Minneapolis. Uh huh. about a winner or two in Nashville? I'm rooting for his mom.
0: Let's <laughs> hope gets her way. Absolutely. Yeah. Listen to your mom, Liam Robbins. Babe, a great addition for McCaffrey's team. Yes. A great addition for McCaffrey's team. Keep they, him in the big ten. They
1: get him and say Wieskamp Camp is gone. But they bring him in. And maybe one other player. It just a, from the transfer portal, a Bakari Evelyn type,
0: a, a backup guard, a wing, whatever it uh-huh. turns out to be, maybe well, who another did David big. Well, I Say they, they, he zoomed, McCaffrey zoomed with some kid from North, the kid from Serbia, yeah, the Rebaka kid, right, who's in
1: North Dakota. Yep, average like fifteen and eight. He's kind of a stretch four type mm-hmm. of player. A guy like that, yeah. Are they an NCAA tournament team next year? You got sure. <laughs> you bring back Frederick. Uh-huh. The only starter that yep. comes back, though Murray started when right. injuries came up. It's so, his team. Yes. So you got those two guys. You got Liam Robbins. Mm-hmm. You got young guards. Transfer X. Yeah. And then Euliss and Perkins mm-hmm. and Toussaint mm-hmm. and Chris Murray. Patrick, Patrick McArthur. Don't forget him. Yes. Who played really well yep. at the end of the season and a Gunda in there pounding for eight <laughs> minutes a game. Right. Bubblish type team. Sure.
0: Why not? Think so. I I'm with you. I think so. I mean, they're playing in the Big Ten. Yeah. If they can round five. We don't know the roster, but it's fun to speculate. Mm-hmm. It's the second week of Is it the second week of April? I guess it is. It is. All right. Brian Orilco coming up next. We will uh, recap what's going on in sports wagering in the state of Iowa. Another record set. Is there anything on the legislative agenda that may get done that may interest us? We'll ask him that. Are we going to be able to wager on the NFL? Are we going to be able to wager on the Wooden Award? Those type of things. Um, that was apparently going to be brought up at some point during this session. Was there any movement? Is there any movement? I haven't heard a word. What leads me to believe no. But we'll find out when the Director of Gaming for the Iowa Racing and Gaming Commission, Brian Rilko, joins Trent and I next. We take you until noon. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106. Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. 800 bets off 1460 KXNO, 106.3 on the FM dial. Take you until noon. Busy 11 o'clock hour. Dave Sproul on Iowa State. Tom Cakert on Iowa. Claxon's Barbecue before we get out of here as well. Seeing some Twitter. Pat Hardy, amongst others, saying Jack Nungey is headed to Xavier. Trent Condon, Mm -hmm. makes sense to you? skipping a jump away, just up there in Cincinnati. Places and in the Big East. And, yeah, closer
1: to the family. Certainly a guy that will be very easy to root for even absolutely. as he transfers away.
0: No question about it. Well, there's a lot of Iowans rooting for the teams that they wagered on uh, this past month. Brian Arilko, the Director of Gaming for the Iowa Racing and Gaming Commission, joins the program. Hello, Brian, Trenton, Ken. How are you? Iowa sets another record as the bar has moved north. $161.4 million in wagering, a little dip in the month of February, but right back with another record in March. How are you, Brian?
2: Yeah, I'm doing great, guys. It's good to be here. Uh, yeah, what a month indeed.
0: So, what happened in February, Brian? It, can you? I mean, there was only what? There was the Super Bowl. Uh, there was college basketball, but football had ended with the exception of the uh, the biggest game of the year. Um, uh, did you see the dip coming? And then with, obviously, the NCAA tournament and the local exposure with, of course, Iowa and Drake, um, a lot of folks uh, maybe got reinvigorated to bet on games. What was behind the, the dip in February?
2: Yeah, it, you know, I think after we were able to take a closer look at the numbers, um, it Uh, became clear that the NFL playoffs, you know, not necessarily, uh, the big game, but the playoffs in general were very popular. And, and we had, you know, the Packers involved as well, uh, and with the Chiefs. And so we had a few local teams, um, which really drove, drove that market. And we weren't too far off in February, but, but I think, um, you know, we maybe underestimated, um, the, playoff series in general uh, and and maybe overestimated um, uh, the wagering that took place on the Super Bowl
1: interesting so as I was looking through here looking at the different casinos I always find it interesting you know where bets are being placed population bases and the like and I'm surprised because it was one of my first gambling experiences in the state of Iowa up in Marquette up in Northeast Iowa they still don't have a, a operator any idea
2: the the yeah. reasoning
1: behind that at all Brian
2: no, you are right on Trent and and that is the only casino in the oh. state of Iowa that is not offering sports betting uh either retail or online and I know uh their management team is very frustrated um they've had uh a few uh, agreements uh that have fallen through they uh, are currently um uh, have entered into an uh, agreement uh with a partner um uh it's uh I believe it's it's Ubu, uh, um, and, uh, and that company um, should be uh, managing their retail and online, uh, but they haven't launched yet. And, and so, uh, so we expect, you know, that will come shortly. You know, it is a small market, and so from an overall, uh, um, uh, just the overall market, you know, it may not move the numbers uh, very much, but at least at that point, we'll have coverage at, at all 19 facilities.
0: I'm Brian O'Rilko from the Iowa Racing and Gaming Commission. Brian, I'm, there's a rumor that Circa is coming to the state. Circa has done such a terrific job in in downtown Las Vegas. I don't know if you're on Twitter at all, and you've you've seen some of the pictures uh, of what they've done out there. They they it's they just a it looks like a palace. I mean, there's a, the pool outside with a great big kind of like, I don't know, drive-in. Oh, it's bigger than that, uh, that you can watch when you're outside at the pool. Of course, there's the indoor sports book. Circa is really getting into sports wagering in a big way. Will they be doing so in the state of Iowa?
2: So they have uh, contacted us. They have entered into an agreement with Wildrose Jefferson, and so they will have be they. in our market. And it is a... Uh, uh, they have, just like you mentioned, Ken, a huge presence in downtown Las Vegas. That facility that oh. they, uh, operate is, is unbelievable. That sports book is, you know, I, am not, um, I don't anticipate, um, any uh, of that retail management, um, coming in, but they will be operating an online sports book and, and will be exciting, uh, uh, for the players once they hit our market.
0: I'll be out there in four weeks, Trent. I don't think I'm taking my swimming trunks, but... <laughs>
1: You'll be watching games, I have Absolutely. no doubt about that. So it was uh, basically a tie, though William Hill just bobbed ahead at the end. $43.7 million in online bets from William Hill. $43.7 million and a little less change for Bet Rivers and DraftKings with the Wild Rose properties. Uh, is that what this is shaping up right now? Kind of a, a two-team race, if you will. Who's going to take the most handle week, uh, month after month?
2: Yeah, exactly, Trent. We continue to see that gap kind of closing. Um, William Hill was first to the market. Uh, they, uh, that which means a lot, uh, but, um, every month we've kind of seen that gap, uh, closing and, um, and really it's those two, uh, entities that, uh, are DraftKings and William Hill, um, that are really owning this Iowa market. Uh, FanDuel um, is kind of a distant third, um, but still um, they are have a significant presence in the state. Um, and then a lot of the other operators are, are doing are doing well, um, but it certainly is really uh, those two or three companies.
0: And BetMGM, I, I still keep thinking that BetMGM is going to, I don't know if they'll close on the top two, but I think BetMGM is always going to be a presence in the state, Brian. They're, they seem to be off to a good start.
2: They are, and, and they have... The marketing component figured out. They have, uh, very popular promotions. Uh, customers uh, are familiar with BetMGM. Um, you know, the TV ads are, they're using, you know, popular uh, uh, individuals. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they are, they have significant brand and I agree, Ken. I think they will uh, also do. Well, once they kind of kind of get their feet on the ground,
0: Brian. Uh, when uh, we spoke, oh, it was either late December, or early January, just before the legislative session was about to get underway. We thought there might be some uh, some issues, some uh, what would you call bills, I guess. <laughs> know nothing about politics. There's <laughs> some bills come up that uh, that would interest the sports wagering audience uh, on our program. Maybe the ability to wager on uh, on the NFL draft. Maybe the ability to wager on the Heisman or the Wooden Award. I'm wondering if they gained any traction, Brian, because we haven't heard a lot about them. Did they move forward at all? What can you tell us about gambling-related endeavors that may have, uh, but still be in front of the legislator?
2: Yep. And so uh, so it's something that we've been watching closely uh, just in terms of, of you know, what we would need to do as regulators. And there was a bill uh, that um, was introduced um supported by the gaming industry to uh allow for draft markets, player of the year markets um and and uh that and esports uh that bill unfortunately for sports enthusiasts did not make it out of the second funnel. Um that doesn't mean that the bills um, um couldn't be brought up uh, uh within a budget committee um but it's looking less and less likely that that's going to pass this year. Um, there are still a couple of bills uh, that did uh, that are still alive. Um, again, anything could be brought up uh, through a through uh, one of the uh, the budget committees. Um, but the two bills that um, have survived, there is one that gives a tax exemption to Promo Play, and so you know, kind of the indirect impact for the customers. You know, the thought would be is if, uh, if the sports books and casinos aren't taxed on promo play, um, then they'd be able to offer, uh, more po- promo play. And so, um, but, but, you know, the, there are obviously, um, you know, tax implications with that. So that's something that's still being considered. Um, and then also, uh, with horse racing, um, uh, there's a bill to authorize international simulcast racing. And so, um, that's something that uh, has recently, um, Um, not uh, not occurred and so it's something that um, um, that's being that's out there as well and so there's just a few bills left that are sports or gambling related and uh, we're watching those and and we should have some answers here in the next few weeks.
1: Brian uh, mentioned that Circa is going to be coming here to our state soon how about uh, a look around what we've talked about the skins. Each casino operator has a certain amount that they can give out, more partners. My question is, how many more partners are out there? How many more people are in the gambling business that, that you see that want to get into our state? Maybe the easiest way to say this, how much bigger can this get?
2: Yeah, that, that is. it's such a fascinating uh, question and just kind of watching how. Our market has played out. Uh, a lot of other states are kind of watching us and, and writing about kind of how um, how things are have worked through the transition from in person registration to online registration. So the short answer is, is we have 15 new unique companies that uh, have entered into agreements with casinos or have requested licensing applications. And so I don't know if all 15 will get licensed, uh, but I do believe you know we may have 10 new companies, and these companies. You know their target date is uh the football season in mm-hmm. two thousand and twenty one and so they're starting this licensing process and uh, and they're kind of going at at their own pace but really that that goal is for football season in two thousand and twenty one and so what's interesting is you know kind of the question is 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 how do the casinos handle these skins um, we have some operators that are Unloading their skins uh, right away, and they're filling up. They, they get three each casino gets three, and so they're entering into these agreements, uh, thinking that you know maybe that the market is the highest at this point right now. Uh, and then there are others that are waiting, and uh, and and will you know make decisions um, presumably later this year, next year, and just kind of keeping some in their back pocket. And so, you know, it it really is a good question. We don't know you know who's making the right decisions at this point in time but it, you know i i really believe that by football season you know we will likely have you know around 20 uh operators uh, uh offering online sports wagering
0: uh, last thing for me, Brian, the um, the online wagering continues to blow me away. 186% of all bets in the state of Iowa on sports were done online, on your mobile device. Only 13% of the wagering was actually done in person at the casino. I remember when Prairie first opened up, there was, oh I can't believe they went. They cheapened out. They, they It doesn't look like a sports book. They got folding. Nobody goes there to bet. You bet on your device. It was a prudent. Move on their part. Are you blown away how much money is wagered uh, online as opposed to in person, Brian?
2: Yeah, it's more than we had anticipated when we were researching this in other jurisdictions. You know, almost twenty months ago, at this point, almost two years ago, really, uh, uh, we weren't seeing numbers this high. We knew it would be high, but eighty-six uh, percent is very high. You know, the good news is, is the customers, you know, are, are you know have options um they have that flexibility kind of um you know maybe the the counterpoint to that though is you know we were hoping for um you know capital investment into some of the facilities and with these retail sports books and um you know offering nice places uh with amenities um you know we had a few that that have done that um but um you know with numbers at, at about 86% online it does beg the question as to whether or not it makes a lot of sense to right. You spend a lot of money investing on site.
0: No question about it, Brian. Thank you, my friend. Good to speak with you. We'll uh, be back in touch in all oh, in the weeks ahead. We love this gambling talk on uh, on the ten to noon slot time slot, and we are grateful that you get to come on and share your knowledge with us. Brian, have a good weekend. Thank you.
2: Yeah, you too, guys. Thank you.
0: Good to talk to you, Brian Arilco, Director of Gaming for the Iowa Racing and Gaming Commission. So, circus coming to town. Yep. Derek Stevens has invested a lot of money. I can't wait to go out there and check it out. Yeah, it just and I'm and I'm going to. It might be my first stop. Um, I want to see that place. It just looks spectacular.
1: So I'm going through the numbers here, and maybe it's just because you've lived in Central Iowa your whole time that you've been here, correct? But I've been all around the state, mm-hmm. and Diamond Joe Casino right when you, before you cross the border, of Minnesota, up in my old neck of the woods.
0: That's not the one on I-35. Yeah. It, it yep. is. Yeah, that's Diamond so Joe. to be the yep. truck
1: stop? Yep. Okay, yep. yep, yep. That's Diamond Joe up there. Uh-huh. I mean, it's a, it's a little casino. Remember a couple years ago on my way to the Final Four? I do remember. I had that. to stop off and yes. throw a few dice. Of course you did. <laughs> before I got into Minnesota. Yep. But that's, when I'm home, that's the place we go. Uh-huh. And it's little. Yes, it is. But I'm looking at the retail handle. This is people that are actually going in and making their bets on. There, so for Prairie Meadows, big one here. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, lot more people in Central Iowa. Sure. Than there is up by Northwood. Uh, Prairie brought in retail handle one point one million dollars. Bet in Altoona in on El Tuna. sports. Yes, okay, One point one. Four point three million yes. at Diamond Joe. So my question is, because of their location in Minnesota, uh-huh. not have is it, it people crossing the border? I think it has to be. I think it is. And uh, that state tax that's being paid from Diamond Joe, Worth County, $118,000
0: just from them. Jeez. Thank you for your money, Minnesotans. Right, because you can get to it. It's not just truckers, I don't think, that are seeing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure there's a percentage of that. Maybe there's a percentage. I mean, I'm sure there's a percentage of that in Altoona because they've got that big rest area at Prairie Meadows
1: for the, the trucks. The other huge one, Ameristar, Council Bluffs. Uh-huh. Their retail handle that's Omaha $80. residents. Nebraskans, thank uh-huh. you for your money. Coming across the bridge. I, I don't understand how politicians of these states can look at those numbers and say, what are we doing here? I'm I mean, keep doing it. We're fine, right? Yeah. Fix those potholes for us. Right. More money for our schools.
0: We love it. I I, I know a way that Illinois is capitalizing and South Dakota is capitalizing that I would all be, be all for, but... I don't think we'll ever have legalized marijuana in our state in my lifetime. Oh, we will Yeah, I there. don't know. We'll get there. I don't know. Anyways, we will take a time out, but the sports has been great. Another record in the month, and we love our NCAA hoops, do we not? That's the only thing I wish that we could, uh, and and our friend Travis Dvorak at Wild Rose mm-hmm. has been really good. At, and it's only his. But I wish we could get a carve-out how much of the $161 million was wagered on the NCAA tournament in the month of March. Love to see that. Now, they did that finally for the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. But why not for the big events? The Iowa -Iowa State Hawk game. How much money is going to be bet? And for God's sakes, when are they going to post a number on this game? Who is going to be
1: first? You want to be first because I will tell you, at least here, hell yeah, on a... Well-rated station in Central Iowa, the biggest population base. We will be talking about that point spread a
0: lot. Post it. Trent, the game goes, the game, the the, the NFL game, Mm -hmm. the big game, goes final, and there's a number on the board instantly for next year's Super Bowl. Now, it's AFC versus NFC. You don't know which team. You just bet on your conference. But why the delay in posting the number for the Seahawks game. We know what the rosters are going to be like, right? Yeah, right. This, is, this isn't
1: like college basketball, right? We have no clue at all. You got your power numbers. You're absolutely.
0: Who's is... we know who now? We know who's not coming back mm-hmm. for both schools. Yes, we know who the quarterback is going to be for both schools. Yes, injuries Post can happen. Post the damn but, number.
1: And elite sports book over in Riverside. They had done a really good job of posting the season long numbers for both Iowa and Iowa State two years ago, and Iowa all season before the year, but nothing there. I in fact peeked at that. So, Mister Miller, what's your number on, on the on the side? Well, game? help him out. Sounds like they need
0: it. Well, yeah, they do. Uh, Iowa State's favorite, yes. It's in names. It's in names. Uh, this is going to This is going to surprise you. I'm. 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 I'm Going back and forth, do I want to go more or less than the big number?
1: I'll go six and a half. You're going six and a half. Because my number felt like five and a half is probably the right number, but it's such that weird kind of dead number in the middle. I went back the other way.
0: I had it at four and a half. You know, I see, I was going to go seven and a half. Oh, you were going to go the, oh, right. you going go over a touchdown. I got everybody coming back. Well, Matt Campbell's never beat Iowa. That's I mean. true, Trent. That that's the the glaring hole in his resume. Right now, you cannot beat Kirk Ferentz, Matt Campbell. Well, you, at least you haven't. Think that's a motivating factor. Why, why why wasn't it last year? Well, they didn't play. They didn't play the year before. No. <laughs> Uh, I can't believe they didn't play. Well, I, I understand why they didn't play, but just weird. Anyways. Well, and think
1: about that. We're going to have a, a real full football season coming up here. These numbers we're talking about, mm-hmm. what they're going to be this fall. We didn't know if we were going to have Big Ten football until it was almost November, right? right. Now you're going to have Easy. Iowa, Iowa State in week two. Before post that, post a Indiana. number,
0: Travis Dvorak. If you're listening, I know you do. When you have free free time, do it. Pick up the phone. Call your folks at DraftKings. Be first. Tell us. We'll have you on. We'll give Mm -hmm. you the publicity that you deserve for being first. Somebody will be. Who's it going to be? Miller and Condon, 1460 KXNO. Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM, this is KXNO. Welcome back. Final couple of minutes. Hour number one, Iowa and Iowa State conversation. And I would, and hour number two, Claxton's Barbecue Giveaway as well. Ross Peterson just reached out during the breaks and uh, reminded me. Uh, when, remember when Prairie Opened, you and I did our show and then yeah. I went back because Chris was off that day. Yes. And we had Nick Bogdanovich. Ross and I did the director, uh, sportsbook director for William Hill uh, in the States. And we asked that question. Why don't you post the number? All right. That's a really good idea. We will. Well, they haven't, <laughs> and nobody has. Anyways, um, I'm trying to remember. John Schaefer, by the way, from WI agrees with me, six and a half.
1: Six and a half. Yeah, huh? he fires. Yes, he does, and he's a hockey guy, too. Indeed he is. Need to get a uh, gambling hockey segment here when it comes to playoff time. Need to talk to some of our friends at, uh, at the operators here. Yeah, get because something. you know what? I, you can't talk to me. You, no. You're, you're too can't. close to Absolutely. Because the Jets are going to be in.
0: Oh, for sure. They're, they're in. You just maybe
1: you can't give opinions on the Jets game. No,
0: not on the Canadian division. Not on yeah. not in the Jets. The, the other, other three you'll sure. be good with. Yeah. Boy, I love that division this year. I have I can't tell you how much it's I've enjoyed it.
1: And and the West with the connection uh-huh. with the Wild, it's
0: been good for me. Because And it's good for us because the Wild are going to be in the playoffs and when Minnesota mm-hmm. Wild are in the playoffs, it's easier for us It is. to inject hockey into the into our 2 hours. The Blackhawks
1: also help uh-huh. a lot. Blues to an extent. A little bit. Yeah. And we're going to see a lot of Blues and Wild here this weekend. Oh, do they play this yeah, weekend? Yeah. I think the next three, maybe four, are against each other. Yeah. As they'll be bouncing back and forth between Minneapolis, St. Paul, and St. Louis. You ever been to the Excel
0: Center? XL Center? I have not. Nope, I've not. No. I've heard nothing but great things. Have you? No, I've been to, I was at the, what was it, the Met? Yeah. yeah. I was the, I've been there. It's been to there see too. a Ranger, Ranger a North Star game. But you know what I liked about it? The gold and green seats uh-huh. that matched the colors yep. that was my takeaway from that building but they were all dumps back then yeah probably so right but they weren't they didn't seem like it at the time no. it was just where
1: you played hockey it was right. just where you played basketball mm-hmm. they,
0: they were arenas they were gyms they were
1: what we have today oh, that's look, for sure. one
0: of the highlights of my life was getting to play at the Winnipeg arena where the